Welcome to the podcast series, Conversations in Time, where longtime residents of St. Andrews share their histories with us. This episode, Emma and Bell interview Marge Paradoski, who was the community's first female firefighter, among many other accomplishments. We hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we did. Without further ado, Marge Paradoski. I was born in Selkirk, but I, my mother and father lived in Lockport, and that's where they went to, to get rid of me. <laughs> Can you tell us a bit about growing up in Selkirk? Oh, in Lockport. I grew up in Lockport. I only moved to Selkirk a year ago, and it seems like 100 years. But it's, I'm taking a long time to get used to this little apartment oh, yeah. after my house, four, four bedroom house for for so many years it's just well yeah but I'm getting used to it I have to because it's safe here whether I like it or not but but I can't cut the grass anymore so that's why really changed my mind about living there because I can't look after the yard it's too big too much of a nuisance did you go to um uh, I went to Lockport School till uh, grade 10, but there was junior high, you were supposed to go to Selkirk the next year, you had to go to Selkirk when you get out of the 10, you went to a, to Selkirk Mapleton, was where they had it at the, the hall there, what the heck hall is after that, they call it, for the church, the St. The little St. Clement's Church, that's what it is. Um, okay. and that's where my sister had to go, and I would have had to go, so I quit. I wouldn't go to school there. I got out of grade 10, but not with a full grade. Okay. <laughs> but then then I had to do, get upgrading from, for, from, you know, from everywhere and learn off of. I, I, then I took, like, ambulance and that. Uh, I did that. And I had to have grade twelve for that, and I got that by the skin of my drawers. <laughs> Do you remember, like, around what year you went to school? I went to school. I was born in thirty nine, so it'd be my brother would be forty six. No, uh, I can't tell. That's okay. We didn't start till till I was I was supposed to start when I was six in December. But my grandpa wouldn't let me go because he figured I was too big of a baby. So, anyways, I had to wait till I was really six to go the next year. So, what the heck year would that be? <laughs> don't ask okay, me. Don't I, I don't like arithmetic, never did, but I passed anyways. Good. <laughs> good enough to get out of grade 10. <laughs> Do you, so, you said you did some ambulance? First, I my first job was delivering papers when I was eight till I was fourteen, and that was with my older sister. We delivered them together. We delivered from uh, Lockport School Road, like the old school, not the the new school road, to uh, all the way down up. The to we went to the highway, got our papers, and delivered all down the highway to. Do you know where the guy that owns Ready Mix, what the heck was his name? I can't think of it. Too many names in my head. 
anyways, we delivered down the avenue. And I went uh, up to my grandmother's place, which is Donald Road. And, it, you know, where that is, way by the slough. And my sister went home because I hated dishes, but I didn't get out of dishes anyways. <laughs> Did you guys have to bike? We had bikes and... Uh, one time I was busy looking somewhere else, and I crossed the highway. With, it's a little bit of the wrong time. I got knocked down, but I jumped up as fast as I got knocked down. That's good. <laughs> You're all right. Yeah, I kept delivering papers. I scared that guy so bad. <laughs> so bad. Oh, anyways, I was lucky. <laughs> and we used to deliver, like, like all those papers. There was a... About 106 papers we had to do in the, the two sides of the road. Yeah, that was a small trip. And then we'd deliver uh, along the River Road, Lockport. My sister would go, and then she could go home, and I went to my grandmother's, and I was in no hurry to get home. <laughs> All the time I was brat. <laughs> Anyways, uh, other than that, like after the ambulance the night, or not ambulance, the papers, and I got into doing uh, catching minnows on the river with my dad and Uncle Jim. So he, like, both of them had a big chop, but I worked for my Uncle Jim mostly because uh, he paid better. <laughs> yeah, but my dad, he, he paid in other ways because he had to put up with me. <laughs> How much did you make? Uh, not very much. We just delivered papers, and we I got every every week my sister and a guy we got a drink each and a and ice cream at the long store. It used to be long store, now it's different, and uh, and that was our pay. So as far as we were concerned, that was good pay because you never had nothing those days. You'd be satisfied for a nickel. <laughs> That was big money in those oh, days. Yeah. <laughs> you could buy a drink and a hot dog even. For, for a nickel. Yeah. Well, a nickel was the drink, and, oh. and the ice cream was a nickel, and the hot dogs were 15 cents. And then we then we worked, my sister and I worked for my Aunt Mabel. She she was she had a little stand there at Lockport there. And... Uh, we worked in her stand. I worked in the house, and my sister worked in the stand. And that's why I uh, you know cigarettes were only 38 cents wow. at that time. <laughs> so that was long ago. <laughs> yeah, and we worked there for, and then after that, what the heck, it was, after that was just doing papers and working at Mabel's and uh, do, going to her housework and helping him doing housework and one time we had to babysit the Uncle Jim and Auntie Neve's cow and neither of us knew how to milk well we sure had to learn <laughs> but we didn't do very successful I tell you you're a horrible milker so I don't know if that poor cow got all that yeah <laughs> oh, about nine ten well, we were, we're trying to milk the cow and we could neither one of us could do it very well, but they were away, so we had my mother couldn't go there, so we had to go there. And we tried our best, but we didn't do that well. <laughs> We'd have been fired the first day, I'm sure. 
if we got paid for it, but you didn't do things for money, then you're just happy to give you something to eat. For yeah. <laughs> and then we used to go stay there in the winter once in a while. We would go to my grandma's at Donald Road and by the slough. We'd go there quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, and after that, let me see what, and then I started doing minnows with Uncle Jim and Dad at, uh, I guess I was about 13. The first time I took the boat out, I watched my brother, how he did it. He was younger than me, but he was in charge of the boat. I was in charge of catching the minnows with the big screen. And uh, then one day he was gone and everybody was not away around the home. So I figured, oh, I think I know about this motor. Well, I got out in the motorboat and that I couldn't get to the shore. I couldn't remember how to, how he got to the shore because I didn't know how to, sh I turned out how to start the thing, but I didn't know how to shut it off. <laughs> so I had to wait. I'd seen him on the top of the hill and I yelled, come on down. So he come down and I knew how to go real slow and everything in the water, but I didn't didn't want to wreck the motor, so I didn't dare try that. I was kind of silly, <laughs> but anyway, he had to jump off the end of one boat and into the 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 boat when I was driving, <laughs> so he so he could come and show me how to stop it. So that was a lesson well learned to never do that again. <laughs> After that, like, whatever did I do next? <laughs> it was just like, after that, a lot of delivering papers, hunting minnows, and and then from there, I went to Churchill for a little bit to see, to stay with my cousins for a month and a half, and it was nice. Just got a good uh, idea of what Fort Churchill was like, because it was on the Army base at the time played baseball and stuff like that for a whole month, had a couple months off. And then I went and got married at 18, and I had my child at 19, <laughs> my oldest girl, and then her dad passed when he was 21, so I wasn't 21 yet, because I was, he was born in June and I was born in December, so he passed the year he turned 21. <laughs> and then, then, then I had to... Just make do for Mona and I. We worked for Uncle Jim catching minnows and doing that and working in his, uh, what do you call them? They had a stand in front, so we had to work in the stand and, like, pack minnows and do all kinds okay. of stupid things like that. Was that in Lockport? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, his, his place was just right next to my dad's. They both had minnow stands and they sold minnows and... We had lots of fun growing up by the river there, and it's a wonder we never drowned, and none of us couldn't swim worth a damn. <laughs> well, I couldn't, and my sister Donna, she saved, uh, when she pushed Willie, I guess, he would, He walked in the river, you know, all days at Lockport's kind of current, a lot of current, and then he, he w keeps walking like he's four years old, he thinks it's Sand Beach or something, <laughs> I don't know what he thought, and then my sister jumped in, she got underneath him, pushed him towards the shore, and then she come to the shore herself, she couldn't swim, no, no worse, better than I could, dog paddling, <laughs> oh, how many times we could have been gone, <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy bunch of kids.
other than that, like, what, what did I do after that? And then, then I got on the fire department, and uh, at like I was already thirty, thirty-one or two, thirty-two. Was I had my last kid? It was the year after, so I had her, and uh, she was just little. And my oldest girl looked after her, not because I had after I got married, I had the three more girls, and. Uh, they all pretty well looked after themselves. <laughs> they had to, because we were on fire, lots of fire calls in the summertime, especially. Was that uh, the St. Andrews? Hall? Yeah. Yeah, number number two fire hall. We were number two. Client of Boys, number one, and uh, number three is the Matlock. And we were all together. And lots of times we'd have to go out, and and we'd be, uh, okay, where are we going? <laughs> Clanda boy, oh my God, then we got to leave our place empty. Well, anyways, if something happened, then you could always call somebody else to give a hand. So that was, it was interesting, let me tell you. Were you the first woman firefighter? Yeah, in St. Andrews, yeah, yeah. for sure. And uh, I figure uh, then, then after I started and then uh, Carter's, they were doing the fire putting up the fire calls and everything and so their girl started what the other when the oldest girl Sheila she started making the calls as long as well as her mom and then uh Donna started fighting fires too and that was her third girl because her second girl uh had her children already so she she would and then she'd have to look after the fire phone if her parents were having and uh, then they had the two boys, and they got to be, Kenny got to be fire chief uh, quite after a few years, and uh, uh, Dougal, he was firefighting too, like the whole family was in the fire department in that era, those guys. And then one of my daughters, she she joined the fire department too, and she was, Esther was in it for oh, about three years, I guess, I can't remember rightly. And then... Uh, when they started this, the new fire hall in St. Andrews, then then there was uh, six women at the time when I when I quit already. But then I don't know if there's any now because the one other firefighter there was like Esther quit because she had to work in Winnipeg, and then she got to be the superintendent of the Eastman School Division there for. Uh, Doing all the taxes and everything like that. What was it yeah. like? Like how long were you the only woman there? Was not very long. I was uh, the only woman till my daughter grew up. Okay. She and and then her, her the Leo Kasolka, she uh, she joined the fire department. Then my daughter joined. Then we had three or four other women join, but one of them lasted long. Can't remember what her name, Vicky. Vicky something. But anyway, she's probably in the notes of the fire hall. Then uh, there was a couple of stories written about the fire department in uh, the first. And that's another thing I would do too is uh, collecting stories for the St. Andrew's history book. I wrote the Longport story in the book because everybody had to pick where they wanted to and uh well, I figure I came from Lockport. I might as well write the Lockport story. So 
did a little bit about history about that. I really enjoyed the book. And then the second book come out, and I was in that book, and I wrote this my stories in there, and my one of my about uh, this uh, what they call Ron Howard wrote a, wrote a book in the it's the Selkirk and District. So I got that book too, and I'm in that book too because of the fire department. And those are the behind the gates. Uh, beyond the gates beyond of Lord for Gary, there was two of them. Yeah, one and right. two, and uh, the first one I bought five books. I don't have a damn book at all because my kids say, "Well, I don't know what I did with my book," but I do have the copy of number two. And then I was, I was uh, saving my aunt's book. Two from she was a first woman bus driver in yeah, Canada. Yeah. Wow. yeah, so I have her history and I have my dad's history of uh, when he saved the three people at Lockwood Bridge. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what else you can say. Anyways, yeah. Well, I took this book back and I wanted to redo it and get stuff in there like. There's pictures of my dad at the locks and his awards here. And he also got one of those medals. Wow. Uh, well, Tony got it for being, well, he was just about 30 years in the fire department. And I made my 22 and a half. Like just different things that were up in the history book. Then I got got the, all these pictures were my grandfather's because he was uh, superintendent at the locks for years. And he was John James Ludet. This is the, in 1910 when they opened the bridge. I don't know if they have this. They should have copies of these because I'm sure I gave them to the yeah, museum. I think I've seen some of them in our archives. Yeah. And you can imagine these kids were swimming and the bridge was right here. That was before the turbulence took a, a cleaned it all out. Wow. wow. Wouldn't, wouldn't be able to do that now. Yeah, oh, and that's uh, when I did minnows with Uncle Jim and Dad. They had a bunch of boats, too. We had to rent out boats. Just different stuff we had to do. Well, that's that's a picture of what, where the old fire hall sat, where Tony's oh, yeah. Tony's plowing the field. Where the yeah, and then there's the church in the background. Yeah. But that's where the fire hall's on uh, that line. Different stuff like that. Yeah, it's collect you. You can't collect a lot of junk in this place. <laughs> They're always looking. Are you hoarding? You better not be hoarding. <laughs> well, I, I'm a pretty well hoarder as it is, and I gotta quit hoarding. <laughs> I'd call it hoarding if they're all that important. Yeah, well, you know, they're important to me, but who knows what's going to happen to us yeah. when when I'm gone. 
but by then I wouldn't care. <laughs> It'll be all past. Yeah. It was interesting while I, you know, was growing up like that. Just and my oldest girl, she 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 pretty well if I didn't have her home when we were gone firefighting, I don't know what we did on called on the neighbors like we did lots of times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lots of the times the neighbors would watch the kids. We had a fire call and <laughs> go, but it just, well, that was so important because after our house burnt, I figured uh, when I was five, I'm never going to forget that and I was going to be a firefighter that's, no matter. That's what made you want to? Yeah. My, our house burnt down when I was five and then the, my grandparents' house burnt down like I was 20, 25 already when their house burnt down and my grandfather died. And the, oh, no. He got overcome by sto smoke. He went to save his money. Oh. What the hell is more important than your yeah, life? Yeah. You know, but he's old. He was 86. Wow. So, wow. Just, just, it was funny the way that it, things happened that way and then I thought for sure I got to be a firefighter because lots of times there was six guys on our end and, and uh, I'd phone everybody, couldn't find anybody. The first time I took the truck, I took my kid with me. She was three years old, like Mary, the one that passed. It, she was only three and I took her through her in the truck and way we went, I said, don't touch anything or nothing. So what it was was a furnace motor caught on fire and uh, I said to the guys, where's the the breaker? Shut the breaker off. That was finished. Oh, no fire. Oh, my God. You know, but that's the way things happen. I just, just, I just kept going. And then once I kept going and and once uh, I figured that's it, I'm going to meetings and everything. So I, I took the all the the fire college things and I did my best and I got I got it and then I got into ambulance from there. So what were like what was the training like to become a firefighter? You well, we had to we had to first learn how to drive every truck and how to fill them up and how to maintain them and and how to give orders. That was the hardest job I ever had in my life. Was, given orders because I was a lieutenant when I quit. <laughs> I figured that's enough. I had enough of this place. So, because you had to give orders and I figured, who might I give orders? Well, I guess I've been here longer than anybody. I better smarten up and get a voice start giving yeah. orders. But I managed to keep going. Can we ask a couple more questions, if you don't mind? Go ahead. Uh, was it hard being the first woman firefighter? Like, were there any challenges? Everything is a challenge in life. Yeah. And, yeah. and I just, I didn't care what anybody thought or anything. I at least showed up. And that was the main thing. And it's once I started going, I says. That's it. I'm never going to quit because this was my destiny. Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. what I wanted to do all, since I was five. And I figure I'm going to be and I'm going to be it. That's, That's it. So 
And then I didn't mind taking all the training and that, and I had to go to Winnipeg and do the training. The hardest thing I had was when they asked me to stand up because I was the first female to go to fire training there too. Wow. And, and so I, I kind of didn't stand up, but they acknowledged me anyways. Because I mean, just, oh, I, I just felt out of place. Yeah. Well, you know. But anyways, managed to get through that. And then I went to a few other uh, things. EMO, emergency measures that we took and everything. To learn if uh, there's cyanide and there's one other chemical in the building that makes uh, cyanide like gas uh, for putting people out, oh. <laughs> and you don't they go in a when there's a car fire, car garage fire, say there are two chemicals in there that's producing cyanide, or wow. you, you learn all that stuff. So I, I went into that to the course, and I got my certificate for passing, but I really didn't have the first three parts of it. <laughs> so I was, I, I just lucked out on that part. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I didn't take the other four, two courses, and yeah, they were just more or less what you can do in a fire, which is what to look for if the smoke is yellowing coming out from under the roof and puffing you never open that because it's going to come through the thing with a blast explosions yeah different things lots of interesting stuff oh yeah have you noticed any like changes now like, oh yeah being the first woman to having yeah many you... women in the field because I didn't give up, and then uh, some people didn't give up, and Tony, gave, like my husband, he, he let the women do too because they remembered things that some of the guys forgot and different things. And the one that one was with us was uh, Lisa Kosalka, not Lisa Kosalka. It was a different name. But something like Kasalka. Anyway, she's now the airport uh, fire captain, uh, fire captain uh, management at the airport in Winnipeg. Wow. She's the, the, and she's little. She's smaller than you. Yeah. That's impressive. And she, she's doing really good. Leah, that's what's her name. And like Tony, they train. We did. We had to train the same as the guys. Anything mm -hmm. they had to do, we had to carry bodies out and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So there weren't any like you have to do the same things. Yeah. That you have to do. And yeah, you had nice. to do, and you you had to be able to drag the sixty pound person out of the thing, and even have heavier than you sometimes, wow. but. With the adrenaline, boy, you just got the power. So I never had too much trouble with that, but Leah was small and she could drag first and good. Wow. Yeah. The adrenaline. She <laughs> got to go. Was there any times where you were out firefighting and it was scary? Or... Oh, yeah. The first, first year, I guess, was. And then they... The trucks had to come from Clandaboy, 
and then they had a truck. They brought a truck there that was just about empty of water, and so we were fighting the fire, and we had a little, and the second truck came from Glandaboy to Lockport, and then uh, we were just about out of water, and the stairs caught fire when we were in the basement. Oh, oh. So we had to get that out, and we figured, what the heck, you know, because it started in the basement, and it went it was going up the stairs, and we came down the stairs, and and uh, we didn't realize it was burning under the stairs. <laughs> so, and then we got we got it out, and then we got out of there, and I. You, you had a plan what, what you, which way you're going to go. You got to break a window and that, which give a lot of more air to the fire and the left or go. Yeah. Wow. It was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> yeah, but we were lucky most of the time. Yeah. yeah. And that's how I got into ambulance because we had to take first responder. Mm. And then. Bert Bryan gave me a chance on that, and I had a hard time talking to people at first about anything. I had a hard time asking them questions, and you know, I'm sure that's not my business, but it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Then I got used to that. Did you enjoy your experiences firefighting? Oh, loved it. Um, yeah, I didn't know what I loved better, the ambulance or fire department. But the ambulance was a little easier, a little less heavy weights to carry around and stuff. Because we went to a lot of accidents with the fire trucks too. Before the ambulance came, we had to do whatever we had to do. That's why everybody had to take first responder. Yeah. But it was pretty good in our department. The guys were pretty good, but you just get pardon my language, here or there, and then you just, nah, he doesn't mean nothing. Then you turn around and show him that you know something he doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> then, oh, well, I guess you're not so stupid after all, <laughs> even if you are female. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, you just got to show him. Do you have a favorite thing about living and growing up in the, like, St. Andrews, Lockport, Selkirk area? Any... Well, I I always like going to Selkirk and and we go here and my aunt would be here and we go swim in the slough. Yeah. There was no pond there yet. We'd go really? in an old boat. There would be the boat body sunk in there and we'd swim in that. I don't know what that boat was or anything, but we used to go there and have lots of fun. We'd come and stay with my auntie Fern. Till we could go swimming there. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Other than that, oh, in, in Lockport, of course, you had E.J. Casey shows across the river, and, and well, you could play in the river anytime, but it was kind of dangerous, but we, we all managed to keep living. <laughs> it's a wonder. <laughs> what was your favorite spot to hang out when you were younger? Was it in Lockport or Soccer? Mostly Lockport because yeah. we never got a chance to come to Selkirk just for the fair okay. now and again. But uh, like it was exciting to come down to the fair, but correct, we didn't we weren't allowed to come down till I would think we were about thirteen, fourteen years old, 
and then we could go with mom and dad or Uncle Jim and Aunt Katie. <laughs> you could go with them and their daughter, Joan. Yeah. But other than that, we didn't travel around much because there's too damn many of us. <laughs> Is there any other important things you want to share that you can think of? Oh, just... I always was passionate about fire because after our house burnt, we lost everything. Yeah. But now, like when I was working fire department, we'd always try to save their pictures. Yeah. Because we didn't have any when we were kids. <laughs> everything burnt. All our clothes, the whole damn thing. So you try hard to save other people's pictures? Yeah. That's really nice. That's one thing I always said to them. Take the pictures outside. So if they, you know, if we don't get it out, at least they got their pictures. Or if we had a picture, uh, we had a fire in the winter time, and we spent the time to pull those pictures apart and put them after we got the fire out to to lay them around so they wouldn't stick together. <laughs> because I know we didn't have no pictures, no nothing after our fire. So that's the only thing that I was figure was pretty important. There's, you know, some things you can't replace. Mm-hmm. Other ones you can. As long as everybody got out safe, I was fine with it. Was there a lot of troubles getting people out, or was everybody out? Well, out? mostly everybody was yeah. out. If we had that one fire and we lost, uh, it was at Christmas time, and uh, Christmas Eve, or near, it was Christmas Eve. Our Christmas party, that's what was in their house, caught on fire. But the, the cat died, that's all we lost that time. So it wasn't. Well, there was the other department, like we had to go to the Kanda Boy area, mm-hmm. and the, uh, there was a bus fire in Chastley's, and somebody died in that. So well, I felt pretty bad about that, but there's not much you can do. Sometimes, and trailer fires, they're terrible. They don't have much of a chance to get out of those. Well, maybe the older ones, say, but the new ones, you have a better chance. The older trailers, they're just made so flimsy. Yeah. And we had, uh, I guess that was, was a couple of fatalities with the ambulance and the fire department together and... And one guy, he was stuck in his car and he's yelling, I'm going to sue. And so, oh my God. <laughs> That's it. I don't even, you don't even know whether to help him or help him or kick him out or do what I, <laughs> but you got to save him anyways, yeah. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> and just, well, he was upset. They get upset right away. And sometimes they just get unreasonable. Right away, you're trying to save them, and they're they're trying to sue you. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so we used to have to to take pictures when we went with the ambulance to save somebody, and just record what there was going on. You know, that's different things. But never had that much trouble with the fire. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I used to just love it. They just. I said, oh, that smoke just smells like money. <laughs> because he always, he used to get a paid six, 
two fifty an hour or something that when I first began. And, oh, yeah. Did well, it go up much as you stayed the twenty two? Uh, not really. No? When I was in there, the the most we got was seventeen. But I, I always uh, did okay with that and ambulance because I went every time, like I got called in. But there was times, you know, you could just wonder, is it worth it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But every time you save a, uh, more than the basement, then you feel good about it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. But a few times, like the, the trucks had to come from Plantaboy. He just, if you were lucky, if it saved the basement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a long way. And those big old trucks, one was an old army truck. I don't think it went over to 40 miles an hour. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Some of those old vehicles. Was it hard to drive them? It wasn't too bad. Yeah. And then I had to train the guys how to. Nice. The first the first ones, the couple, and then they never forgot. They just, well, and then they they were really hard things to drive, some of them. But I used to love those things. And some of our guards were scared, but they had to learn to, because if you're the only one there, you're it. Yeah. You know? If you go to a fire, the, the, so somebody comes, I took I take the one truck and somebody came, I said, go back for the tanker. <laughs> they go back for a tanker and somebody comes to watch the fire. I take that hose and go over there and fight the fire. I didn't care who it was, but they volunteered, you know, because they come to watch. <laughs> I put them to work <laughs> because there would be only a couple of us there and you just had to ask them if they'd help. Yeah. And and usually they were so nosy, they were right there and they were interested. And you just tell them what to do and stand out here. You don't go in the building when it's that's burning. But we, we managed to save even with people that didn't know nothing about nothing. Wow. Yeah. What year did you retire? Do you know? In 96. Oh, nice. When I got my medal. The same year I got my medal, I... Figured that's enough. That's twenty-two and a half years, and I figured that on my life already. The yeah. hack. And then I had this ambulance, and I did ambulance till ninety-seven. Then I fell and smashed my head, oh. and I got a skull fracture. So I had to curtail that activity too. And then I went just and did the the museum. I worked in the museum Sundays for a while there and then then they opened the full time and then I was doing home care at the same time and so I just work in the just was open Sundays for a while there and it was uh, there was Barbara and myself and the one from Matlock no Irene Irene was coming yeah she was coming down to, to there too and help every once in a while. So every Sunday they'd be, somebody would be working a couple hours and just go there and. Was this the rectory? Maybe? No, that was or the old fire hall. Oh right, yes. Yeah, that was the old fire hall, and then the rectory. I only went there uh, because they hired somebody to go there mm -hmm. to the rectory. 
So I I stayed in the other park because it was still open. Yes, yeah. At the time. Yeah, and we had, uh, like, we got a lot of nice stuff from uh, the guy that wrote the book, Ron Howard. Yeah. And we got uh, lots of nice stuff. His uh, uniform from from when he was in the war and stuff like that. And he gave us a lot of nice stuff. He was a pretty good guy. And then that stuff, who knows where it is now? Because I don't know. That's why I took this home. Because I didn't want it to, to... The only information I had and, and all those pictures from my... Yeah, from my grandfather. These, these pictures of the bridge when it was building it. I didn't want to lose those, so I wanted to get copies of them. Yeah. I, I don't know if they got more copies or not, but I took that book home. I figured, but that's most of the stuff I saved. I, I didn't take everything home. I took most, most of the, the family stuff, like my dad. What else can we know? <laughs> And then we started like we started having the the fireman's ball and everything. Oh, yeah. and we did that. We got that going every year, and, and uh, there's two of us would make the potato salad. We'd make two hundred pounds of potato wow. salad. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> and then then the last very big deal that we had when I was in charge before I I quit that in '95, I guess. And uh, the, because 96 they started, everybody had to cook. And that potato salad just, I don't know, just wasn't the same. <laughs> so then we, then that the very last year we, Pat and I did it again ourselves just to peel the, what we had 150 pounds of potatoes and 20 dozen eggs or 20 dozen. Um, yeah, it was 20 dozen eggs. And then we have uh, about a gallon and a half of uh, potato salad and 10 big onions. And wow. we did all that. And we the day before, like on Thursday, we cooked the potatoes. Friday, we mixed them together. Saturday, the day of the thing, we had, we uh, mixed in more potato, uh, salad dressing and and we figured that's it to go. It's good to go now. <laughs> yeah, but that was pretty good though. Nice. And everyone enjoyed your potato salad. Yeah, everybody seemed to enjoy. But that that one year when everybody else made it because it was too much, too different, too many different recipes. Oh yeah. And it didn't go over that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because everything tastes different. Like they were all. Same, you couldn't put yeah. them all together, but oh, it, it was fun making that potato salad in that 200 pounds. <laughs> what, where, what did you do at the firefighter balls? Oh, that's what we did, and then we, we booked a western band usually. Okay. And then uh, sometimes you get uh, the um, what do you call them? the riders. There was a different, there was two. Two units. There were the Happy Riders, and there was the uh, I got films of them. 
Red River Riders. Okay. And the Red River Riders would go to the States and do perform down there, and then they'd come wow. back up, and they'd perform at rodeos down there, and then they'd come up back up and, and perform for us at the, the Fireman's Ball. Used to get a lot of people out, and then we got the cloggers from Clandaboy. They'd come from Clandaboy. It was all kinds of different things we'd put on and to get the this uh, fireman's ball and that because we had a jail and bail thing and so it cost us a buck to put somebody in jail or we'd wait sometimes for somebody to fill up their plate and then we put them in jail and before they got to eat their plate then we eat their plate <laughs> you know that some guys would do that to their friends <laughs> it's just a good thing they were friends eh? yeah yeah, just different things, and the used figure was funny, <laughs> but <That's> how <fun. laughs> those people felt, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because everybody had to take turns being a deputy and a sheriff, and and uh, you pay a dollar to get put them in jail and a dollar to bail them out. Made pretty good money. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> well, anything else I can think of, I can't think of it. <laughs> well, that's good. It means we covered a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for your no time. No problem. Anytime. Also say thank you for your service as well as the firefighter. Oh, man, or no yes. matter. I just love I So far, the only thing I don't like about my life is doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, after all that. <laughs> yeah. I love to work. It's hard to just sit in a place and what do you do puzzles we go down and do puzzles because you look like a puzzle already <laughs> just, just bigger but hey yeah